0: Welcome back, mummers. In our modern day life, in the way that we honour and celebrate masculinity, productivity, and busyness, the things that we need as women to really honour ourselves and find balance and peace have become invisible, they have become rejected. We have lost the connection to what it means to be a woman because, let's be honest, it's not valued. Our natural cycle of feeling ready to take on the world and then needing to go within and have quiet time is not honoured or valued in our society. We're meant to be the same Monday to Friday, 12 months of the year. We don't honour what it means to be a woman at all. And it's part of why we struggle so much. We've lost this sacred connection to who we really are. And at the core of it, that's what fascinates me about matrescence. That's what I think motherhood is asking us to do. It's asking us to step back from that endless cycle of doing, which, let's face it, many of us were living that way right up until now, this time is asking us to honour ourselves differently. In today's podcast, I speak to a woman who has the most phenomenal resume in honouring women differently. Megan Dalla Kamina has done everything from gender equality and leadership coaching and training in corporations all around the world to a master's degree in positive psychology and now is really passionate in helping us as women begin to reconnect to that sacredness of being a woman. This interview lights me up. These are the conversations that I want us to be having, that within motherhood, there's a chance for us to really honor the simple, the soulful, and the sacred again enjoy and let me know what you think of these conversations on Instagram or Facebook or send me an email because I really want us to feel like this is part of a movement of how we honor being a woman and a mama differently. This is the Happy Mama Movement a weekly podcast dedicated to changing the conversation about what it means to be a mother and a woman in this day and age. I'm Amy taylor Cabaz, author, mama and former journalist. After spending 15 years chasing news and burning myself out trying to be superwoman, I realised that I was chasing a dream that no longer served me. And since then, have dedicated myself to understanding the transition that we go through as women when our whole identity shifts with motherhood. Every week, I will bring you the very best insights and inspiration I can find to help us all change the way we feel about this time in our lives and create a movement that allows us to honour motherhood differently. Megan, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I have loved diving into Simple, Soulful and Sacred, your most recent book, and I can't wait for you to share all of these insights with my mamas. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Amy. It's, such, it's just beautiful to be here with you and with all your beautiful listeners.
0: This is is such a beautiful celebration of what it means to honour yourself as a woman. I have absolutely loved reading these little bite-sized reminders, uh, tools to use, affirmations, all of it. It's this beautiful coming home to honouring yourself I know that this has been quite a journey, quite an experience for you to get to this point in your own life through motherhood and womanhood and life. Can you share with the listeners how you have come to be a simple, soulful, sacred woman?
1: Mm. So we've got five hours, right? (laughs) That's right. To answer (laughs) just that one question, we need about five, five weeks, five months. (laughs) okay I'll do it in like two minutes (laughs) It, it has been a journey um and this book is very much about that journey honoring my journey and honoring other women's journeys so for me you know I I grew up as a creative I was you know an actress a singer a dancer Um, and that carried me all the way through to my mid twenties when I landed in corporate America, which was a rude shock and awakening. Um, and you know, that sort of carried me through the next 18 years of my life. And I got very much ingrained in masculine, you know, that drive and the strive and the achieve and the goals and the success in inverted commas, (laughs) um and the power and all of you know all of those things that there is nothing wrong with but as I hit my mid-30s I crashed and burned in the biggest way and I realized then that there has to be another way and there had been this spiritual journey that had underpinned but got lost and then came back and got lost and then came back since I was in my early teens And when I sort of hit that point in my mid-30s, I had a five-year-old. I was a single mother. I was in a big executive job whilst trying my first master's degree, whilst raising him. And I started to wake up to the fact that, like, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way of being in the world, of parenting, of looking after myself. And that really has was the really the focal point of the unfolding into this next iteration of my womanhood for the next 10 years so that's really the journey I've been on and this book um, I think in a lot of ways a lot of writers they write what they want to read but they also write what they what they're living and they Mm -hmm. write what they need to learn and this book um, which evolved over a couple of years before I actually started to sit down and write was absolutely that evolution um, and that learning to honour myself as a simple, soulful, sacred woman and have a simple, soulful, sacred life and then be able to translate that into, okay, I think this is what, this is what will be helpful, you know, for other women.
0: I love it. It's so interesting because when you talk about that corporate America, that very masculine definition of success, you couldn't get anything more opposite to simple, soulful mm. and sacred. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the absolute other end of that experience. And so I know that, as you said, this has been something that you've stepped into and stepped back from, stepped into and stepped back from. And this is often how we move into this but what has been the the main driver for you to move into this more feminine way?
1: Look, it's been an evolution, of course, right, as everything is, you know, we transform, we evolve, we transform, we we evolve. Um, When I was still in my corporate role, I wrote my first book, Getting Real About Having It All, which was kind of coming out of that wake-up period um once I'd learned you know a lot of tools and strategies for for how to you know be a mum, be a woman, be a worker, and then that transitioned into lead like a woman, you know my women's leadership company,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: this whole uh, so this whole transformation into what does feminine leadership look like, whether w- irrespective of your gender like how do we soften, how do we get in touch with those feminine traits how do we um be well and thrive and lead and then this next evolution you know so it's it's been fascinating connecting the dots backwards to now this deepening and true evolution of um really diving into the question around like what does it mean to to treat yourself as a sacred woman which is not a question i think i've ever heard anybody ask themselves uh but it was certainly a question that was at the heart of this book like if we were sacred what would we do how would we behave how would we live how would we parent how would we work and what does that look like in practice so to answer your question in a very roundabout way um this that there was no one thing Mm
0: -hmm. you know
1: there was no one pivotal point it was the whole journey and trusting that I could go on that journey, that I could learn to embody the feminine, that I could learn to treat myself as sacred, my life as sacred, and to have everything come from that place, which, yeah, has not been uh, hasn't been a straight line by any sense.
0: Yes. But isn't it interesting though that when you look back you can see the steps? I yeah. find that in my own life too. It's like, yes. well, of course I went from that to that because that was the next logical step towards this but that wasn't where I was going to land. Next it was this and next it was that. You know, you can see it when you look back that this is where you've been headed. I love that.
1: Yeah, without question. And it only makes sense in in, in retrospect.
0: It does, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. But it, but so. Exactly yeah so let's let's dive into what it means to be a sacred woman because as you said as you beautifully put it you don't think women ask that of themselves what is it if I if I was sacred how would I be how would I treat myself how would I parent how would I love how would I eat how would I sleep all of these beautiful questions Mm. what um, it's such a beautiful topic. I feel like this is the part where we need five months and five years to yeah. talk. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. let's start with a with a really beautiful basic understanding of what it means to be sacred, a sacred woman. What would you say?
1: So I think it's, I think it's different for everybody. Everyone will have their own uh, description. But for me, it's about that true, deep, whole honouring of self and, and not just of self but of everything that is magical and profound and important about being a woman. You know, we have so much beauty and grace and value to add and intelligence and wisdom and power And it all gets lost in the busyness, gets lost in the busyness of our lives. It gets lost in society's projection of what it means to be a woman or what society thinks, you know, the cultural narrative of the day, all the history um, and how that's embedded in our bones. And it's really coming back. I mean, you know, the subtitle is coming home, like coming home to yourself and acknowledging, respecting, revering all of those parts that make you so incredibly special as a woman.
0: But how do we do this when Mm. even the generations before us haven't known how to honour themselves in this way? Because in my, in my study and in my work with supporting mothers, I, I've been going right back into these stories and these judgments that we have around motherhood that are generations old, that we, we lost that honouring that sacredness of this becoming of a mother and the beautiful and very uh, transformative experience it can be. So yeah. how do we start to honour ourselves and, and change this, as you said, that it's in our bones when the people around us don't know how to do that either? Mm,
1: yeah, and, and like this, this conversation, right? Um, because just like you've done that, well, I did that work as well when I started my PhD research into feminine power, you know, and, and how, where is our power today? Where did it used to be? Where is it today in society? Where did it used to be? And I'm talking hundreds of years ago, you know, ancient times as well. So I think think we have to start with just the awareness that comes with asking the question, you know. I mean, the question always points us in the direction. So if, and I think asking that question, what is sacred? Like, what does that even mean? And what is sacred about, Womanhood for me, I think just asking that question is a revelation in awareness and awakening for so many women because we don't even contemplate it. Like it's such a foreign concept, you know? I mean, for so many women, even the idea of self care, especially mothers, is a foreign concept. So, you know, sacred sort of on the whole other end of that scale. So I think we need to start with. What, what is it? What does it look like? What would it feel like for me if I treated myself as sacred? And, you know, there's a lot of practices that I write about in the book because I think the practices are sort of a gateway, a reminder, a pathway, a light for us to start treating ourselves as that. So to be really specific, you know, the practices that I do every day remind me of my sacredness and, and have me honor my sacredness in a, in a world where my wiring is to wake up, get to my computer, start work. Yes. Get on my phone, check my Instagram, you know, who's liked me, who's followed me, who's email that that's our wiring, you know, that is our conditioning and especially if we've operated in a very masculine mode of behaviour for any period of time, like it's so embedded in us. So anything that brings us out of that, anything that takes us into our feminine, anything that helps us soften, anything that brings us connected to our spirituality, anything that helps us wake up in terms of our small daily practices I find in my work, the work that I do with women, um, that, that that's the opening. You know, it's an opening into that sacredness and we have to keep showing up for it, right, because otherwise it's just so easy to get back on that track where nobody cares, nobody thinks we're sacred and nothing changes. Does that make sense?
0: Oh. Oh, yes. So much sense. Yeah. Because it is an undoing of that wiring around that masculine and that definition yeah. of success, that addiction to busyness, however you want to define it. Yeah. And, I, and I really do believe that it is through these little rituals that, as you say, it's the gateway into this sacredness. Because it's like we By just doing small things for ourselves, Mm. by just honouring ourselves in a small way, it's it it kind of activates a remembering within us, don't you think? Yes.
1: Oh, I I, like you're speaking my language. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Because not only do we need to step out of uh, the masculine and learn to balance that with our feminine. And for a lot of us, that means overbalancing the feminine for a period of time so that we can then, you know, get the pendulum at the right level. It's also how do we unhook ourselves from, from the matrix? How do we unhook ourselves from that cultural narrative, from the societal expectations? From our own expectations, you know, there's external patriarchy, there's internal patriarchy because we need to rewire that. And all of that, yes, absolutely, is coming back to that deep sense of remembrance of who we actually are as women um, at a very deep and primal level and then finding the ways to tap into that, to honour that, to remember that every day throughout our day.
0: Your book is full of these examples, but could you give the listeners just a couple of things that you do that honors your sacredness each day? Yes.
1: So, I I meditate <clears throat> every day. Most days, twice a day, I sit for twenty minutes, and I have to make myself sit. You know, I think we have this um, we have this myth that. Oh, we start meditating and then we just, you know, we like magnetically go to our cushion. Like I have to make myself sit because I, you know, I love my work and all the other things that I do. So I meditate. I have that practice. I have sacred practices that happen before meditation. So that will be, um, you know, clearing my space with my Palo Santo. It will be doing some brief pranayama, you know, breathing, yogic breathing practices Um, I work with, um, a mala, which is, you know, an ancient prayer bead of 108 beads with a mantra, a Sanskrit mantra as part of my spiritual practice. Um, so there are things that happen every day, first thing in the morning, you know, end of the day that anchor me and help me remember and come home to myself. And then there are things that I do that I do during the day. So using my essential oils, whether that's anointing myself Um, you know, if I want to come into my feminine, it's like, where's my rose oil, Mm. you know, where are my deeply feminine oils? If I need to ground, where's my sandalwood and my vetiver, um, having them in the diffuser, which keeps me in the present, you know, Mm. and creates sacred space for myself. Um, it could be really small things that I do like, uh, making some tea in a teapot with loose leaves. And it's, you know, it's like it's a two minute practice to get the teapot, put the tea leaves in, put the hot water in, let that, you know, brew and stew, pour the tea into a beautiful, pretty teacup. But that's a sacred act as well. Mm. Um, And all of these small things could be a shower or bath at the end of the day, could be lighting a candle before your meditation practice. Um, These are all things that I do. And. There are things that 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 I do and that everyone can do in thirty seconds or two minutes that bring you back. You know, it doesn't need to be a twenty-minute meditation practice. It could be a two-minute meditation practice, exactly. Especially for mamas with small, you know, small babies and small children, um, like many of my clients, it's so hard, right? So find thirty seconds. Do it while you're breastfeeding. You know, do do it in the moments between so that you can have those small practices it could be an affirmation that sits in front of you on your board or on your phone or on the fridge all of these things are reminders you know one of the reasons that the book is short chapter is so that we can have a transformative journey but in a very easily digestible way
0: Exactly. Yes. As part of that daily little ritual, you could yeah. pick this up and just read yeah. one and that will just remind you over and over again. Exactly. I agree. I, I smiled when you said about the loose leaf tea. I, I think, ah, oh, that's just such a beautiful example of how the, the smallest things yeah. can be the sacred moment. And yeah. and without these I think what is really important for the mamas to hear is that without these little awareness practices, we tip so far into overdrive and we live in our heads. And what we do with these little moments is we bring ourselves down back into our body and we embody it differently. We soften, we do all of those beautiful feminine things you've been talking about. Mm. And so if if anyone listening hasn't really just given yourself this permission to try these little things, do it because you will notice the difference. It's it's quite amazing how these small acts can make such a change.
1: Yeah. And I mean it can be other things as well, you know, like putting on a putting on a floaty dress instead of leggings. You know, yes. it could be, I mean today I'm coaching and I've got a a beautiful blush silk top on with some hair and pants. And mm. even that small act of reaching for the silk top as opposed to just a like a woolly jumper, even that is a is a it can be a sacred act of I'm I'm nurturing my feminine today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pink, it's soft, it's floaty, and even that puts me in a different energetic space.
0: Mm. So exactly. It,
1: yeah, it's all the little daily choices Um, And having your toolkit. I always talk about having what's in your toolkit. You know, it could be the book and you open it up like an oracle and it's one page. It could be your mala bead that you wear that reminds you, oh, okay, you know, here I am. I meditated with that, even if it was just I held it and I breathed for 16 seconds. Um, Or I put that oil on or, you know, I stood in the sun for a minute and and got that um, transmission of light yeah all of these small things really add up, and they keep us intentional and mindful, and like in our bodies,
0: exactly. Oh, I love the way you speak of it. Last question mm. I think we are in the most exciting time i I feel that there's beginning to be these shifts of awakening the the sacred of talking about the things that we've been speaking about, to start to feel that we can honour women differently, that these conversations are safe to be had. It's not this strange woo-woo conversation that you'd whisper amongst a very small amount of friends anymore. It excites me that this is what we're starting to see. I would love to hear your thoughts because I know you travel around and you work with a lot of corporate women and women who are really trying to and beginning to start to honour themselves in this way. Do you feel that excitement as well?
1: I do. Um, I, I, I do travel around a lot. You know, I've just come back from New York and I, I travel around the country and, you know, do speaking events and um, work with my clients and work with corporate clients, particularly around my Lead Like a Woman work. And it's really fascinating, you know, I mean, even two years ago, if I had have said, oh, I've got a book called Simple, Soulful, Sacred, it kind of would have been like a whisper behind me. Exactly. Which is why the book didn't come out two years ago. It's now, <laughs> and I've just done this massive rebrand and my website's gone from quite corporate looking to blush and roses and deeply, deeply feminine. And the response to that and to my book within my corporate clients has been like this collective exhale.
0: Mm.
1: It's been like this next level of like Lead Like a Woman was that was the entry point. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can talk about feminine and masculine traits and the men are in the room and they really want to talk about it too. To, oh, okay, like let's go deeper, which is what this book is. Like let's go deeper. Um, so, yes, I'm feeling it in the collective. Um, whether that's looking at you know the the US democratic um, lineup with Mm. six women like it's unheard of so whether we're looking at on the global stage whether we're looking at women in organizations and the conversations that are happening there and then of course just this collective feminine energy non-gendered but this collective feminine energy that is palpably rising yes I do feel the shift um, we have a long way to go but I feel like the conversation has changed yes. and yeah like we're on the path right but what it's going to take we can talk about systems and structures and people out there changing to create change as much as we want and I've been doing that for 20 years in, in you know, in organisational spaces around women, the shift is really going to happen when we as women and all those who identify are coming into this sacred honouring. Yes. Like that is when everything is going to change, which is why I think like I know how important this book is which has nothing to do with me. It's just the the time and the words and it's time, right? Like it's time we have this next level of conversation. So it's our work to do.
0: I agree. I agree. It's an amazing time and uh, we will all be doing it together. Thank you so much for a beautiful, inspiring conversation. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Amy.
0: If you loved this interview, you are going to love diving into Megan Dalla Camina's work. Please pop her into a Google search, have a look at everything she puts out there. It is a beautiful way to view yourself differently. This isn't a sacred feminine energy that has no power. Megan teaches that this is actually our awakening, our becoming, and it's deeply powerful if we honour it this way. Please share this interview far and wide and remember to leave a review on iTunes so more and more mamas can find these conversations. Until next week, Sat Naam.